on this episode of Of Mechs and Men, when choosing between love and vengeance, we ask the question, can a Shadowhawk sweep kick? I cannot recall. Hello, this is Of Mechs and Men. I'm Kanan Hill, joined, as usual, by my friends Brent. It's me, Brent. And Aaron. It's me, Aaron. Very good. How are we doing, boys? Hmm, nominal my systems are. Wow. Wow. That's good, because this week we are starting <laughs> with chapter 32 and cruising all the way into the end of the book. Yes, we finished Decision at Thunder Rift. By William H. Keith Jr. Let's begin. We get to see the final cover this time. Chapter 32. This opens with Tor and Varney getting ready to assault the jump ship, right? Because remember, they docked the dropship. Everything seems to be going fine. They're a little nervous. Was it the last we met them? They were all standing in front of the door and weapons ready. I love Brent. Remember, we listened. There's that little exchange where between Tor and Varney. I love that where uh, you get the bit. Tor's like, but General, he's like, don't say it, son. You're in command here, but I am going along. <laughs> and Tor is just like, if there's anything I've learned, it's not to argue with generals. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I love that. So funny. It was a fun little bit. Yeah. They're all stacked up in front of the door and uh, it doesn't. Yeah. Door opens and there's three combine soldiers and on the other side like, or excuse me yeah like what <laughs> huh like who? yeah excuse me and yeah, then so we uh, got three dracos they proceed to kill two of them one of them gets away uh and they're just floating through the air like the zero yeah. g right he's kind of trying to shuffle them towards like come on oh, like let's start oh is this where they have like a momentum this is where they have that sweet little like thor gives like a hip pocket class on zero g fighting like you're gonna have to push off yeah and, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i really like this little this he little has bit. that like remember too that our acceleration isn't gonna make any difference here right like, right kick off the center of the room it'll take you two minutes to fall to the deck. oh they totally slam yeah. into that one dude like oh like when the door is open <laughs> i just love the idea of thinking about those three dudes and being like oh man we got the cush job yeah We're hanging out on a jump ship like what trouble are, you, are we gonna we're face? getting hazard pay you know yeah, like you know, the but we're not actually in hazard's way seeing duke all them they're on the planet yeah we, we just play cards and hang out and it's just like we just got one ship to dock with us what's the trouble and then all of a sudden <laughs> like oh no fucking guitar ripped like yeah. bam, like like fucking everyone bust through the door (laughs) oh Oh, and don't forget because you know this whole time we've been like what did happen to tor's crew you know (laughs) what happened to his guys he's been worried about his guys and he says hey listen you know when we get in there just don't start spraying because my dudes there's a good chance they still have my guys like running the ship right so uh you know don't shoot my guys please so let's go and then that's when yeah it's like total carnage uh they kill two pretty quickly the one dude starts like the one guy starts to slip away. He's like almost around the corner and he's like, pick him off with your laser. And he just misses him. And then he's like, damn, well, and he managed to get around the corner and onto the bridge. So he's like, well, I guess, uh, 
You know, I hope Grayson <laughs> took that radar dish down. Whatever, <laughs> or, uh, you know, we're all going to die. Or this so. is going to be a short trip. Yeah. Uh, Turn to Grayson. Turning. Yeah. Grayson turning. Oh, right. <laughs> right, right, right. You get that hard cut to the uh, the explosion at his back. Knock the Grayson Shadowhawk. That's right. The last thing was that missile uh, just crushing him right in the uh, Right, right in, in that torso. squishy back armor. Yeah. The worst part. <laughs> the, the worst place. So you get hit with SRMs. Yes. And SRM six, I might add. Oh wow. <laughs> it's six times as bad. Yeah. <laughs> and SRM six coming from a uh well, a crusader, as we find out, which is uh if you don't know, a really rad mech. If you like missiles. Crusader's cool, if you don't dude. like missiles, it's not the mech for you because it's really just got missiles with a side of missiles and then an extra helping of missiles. And a cool little unicorn head cockpit thing yeah it's got big chunky legs too big chunky legs and popeye forearms yeah 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 it does have popeye forearms like yeah it's very like sega genesis yes like mecha game looking kind of a situation so we got a crusader red and black livery you know 220 meters pretty close long range missiles Um, short range missiles we've seen a medium lasers machine guns fun for the whole family and he remembers, he's like, oh, Red and Black Crusader. I saw this in that file that I pulled. This is Haramander Singh. And here we go, boys. And this is the first this time we hear Singh's name without Grayson saying, maybe this wasn't just pirates. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We did get that yeah. puzzle piece last time. So he goes, oh. <laughs> this is where I'd play, like, I'd love to have, like, a voice clip from that first episode where he did, where it's, where Kanan says, sing, you animal. Wait, do you say that? Or am I making that up yeah. in my head? I totally, I do. Yeah. That's what, because that's what Griffith says. Yeah. Sing, you animal. You animal. Before he gets sprayed. <laughs> he's an animal. He's a wild man. Yeah. He has a cool name. He's singing. He's, he's got him singing. Adrenaline sang in Grayson's blood. <laughs> but you know, you know how it goes, boys. If you're out ton, you got to leverage that maneuverability. Exactly. We know how it is. Luckily, that's Grayson's strength. Grayson loves leveraging maneuverability. <laughs> At least for now. And uh, he closed with San, knocks the Crusader over. Oh, yeah, he melees him. The Shadowhawk's left arm smashed with staggering impact into the Crusader's right shoulder. Yeah, so he just, just gives him a good jab. And then Grayson uses the opportunity to get out of Dodge and get on with his main goal, which is getting to that antenna. Yeah, he doesn't even mess with him. Smartly, Grayson like knocks him over and just like makes a hard break for that radar dish. Just smart. Like 50 meters out, he just like launches a bunch of SRMs at it. And you just, he just destroys this thing. I mean, it's cool. I love the, uh, doesn't he, he like pulls up his shoulder cannon and just like, boom, just like completely just like obliterates the radar dish. And then he turns to deal with Singh and can't find that crusader. Yeah. Where'd the crusader go? You know, you ever, you know, who among us has not lost a crusader? <laughs> and then you know, at least once a week emerging from the smoke in the left corner. A marauder. And it's not just any old marauder. Black and gray. Black and gray. Damn, black and gray marauder. It was a marauder, the same marauder that had destroyed his father's phoenix hawk. For this chapter, because we're right in the middle of like this long spanning like heist movie that we talked about last episode. And then we get the transition to tour right back to Grayson. And this is probably at the point where I knew I was reading this that I kind of got like action blind 
where I was like, man, just like we haven't really had any bouncing off anybody. It's just like the closest thing we got was Tor and Varney. And I do remember kind of reading through here and thinking like so much is going on, but not a lot's actually happening. It's that, just met combat for a while. That's totally how I felt the first three times I read this book. <laughs> this is actually the first time and I've, I've listened to it on audiobook and I always zone out about this part. And it's because the mech combat is, it goes on for a while and it's like in small little chunks. Yeah. Well, and as soon as we're into it, we break away to a different team and then it's like, oh, now they're fighting other mechs. And I feel like it just kind of gets lost in a blur. Like if I was directing this movie, these cuts are hard and fast. Like it just to me for throughout the rest of the pacing of the book from part one, part two, part three, we always had these kind of nice little breathing periods between long scenes of action. And so far, we just are cutting to, and I get it, we are at the climax of this book. Totally. But to me, it's just like there's a couple times where like, as soon as we do get back into the pacing that we we have in the next coming chapters that we're used to, it almost feels like jarring to start reading people talking to each other again and not just people going, oh no, another mech, ba 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 ba. I agree. And I also feel like it's not clear for how short it is. It's it's like not clear exactly what's yeah. happening. Yeah, I totally feel the exact same way. It's very, you know, William H. Keith Jr., you know, he really laid down on the barbed wire for all the authors to come because they do figure it out. They do. Or, this is This is a thing. You read enough of these books and you're like, man, they have to figure out how to like write this big robot shooting at each other with lasers and missiles for a, it, you know, there's a whole bunch of it. You know, it is BattleTech, and <laughs> it is you, dude. The as you read the books, it totally like you see that there becomes like this house style. They all start to collectively kind of figure out what works and what doesn't. But H. Keith was just like, "How do I do this?" You know. Oh yeah, I I, I totally tracks down. And this guy's he's on the frontier, right? He's this is the first book. Yeah, uh, he's laying tracks in front of a train. Exactly, like, and I will say. So not to put the goose before the gander, uh, whatever that means, the next book that takes place on Verthandi, that he he's figured it out by then. Like, yeah. Oh, and I will say, you know, to not make it a discrediting statement of saying that, like that balance, it's no, just I, all the I other, think you're right. Yeah. You're right. Like, I it's, just mean it's, all those other fights we've had so far had that nice visceral feel. And this part, you start losing the backdrop. I would actually argue, I would go as far to if we're being like critical, I would go as far to say like the rest of the book feels a little disjointed. Yeah. Straight up. I think it's fine. It plays okay, but it kind of feels rocky through through all the way to the end. And I would actually let's wait. We're gonna yeah, get we're gonna there. Get into that, but but, but as a as it's a, a rocky for, road. Yeah. As aforementioned to our readers, I mean, it's kind of like last episode where we were left with just car- trying to keep up with the scenes, and we're trying to keep up with the scenes, talking about it. Right. It's the same thing when you're reading about it, and it goes on for a little bit longer, and we just kind of get start, stop, start, start, and it's all centered around these mech battles for the next couple chapters. Yeah, we just it just as a as a mention to it is that there's going to be some of that hard cutting for the rest of the book. And I for you and other viewers that this is their first battle tech book, we just want to reassure you that as as Kanan said, they do figure it out. And mm. this this like roughness kind of it, it gets better. Yeah. Okay. Immediately actually. <laughs> 
In the past minute, though, Aaron has referred to our audience as readers, and then Brent referred to them as viewers. Um, they, however, they are listeners. Oh. <laughs> I'll say the word listeners, and then you can go put that back in every, every single <laughs> no, time. No, or you no, could, absolutely no. not. I no, this, I this just, is a double, a rare double flub. Yeah, and uh, it has to stay. That in. has to stay. Yeah. So readers. <laughs> And viewers. viewers, lend me your ears, fellow countrymen. Uh, yes. <laughs> Whatever sense, smellers. Yeah, however, <laughs> however you're consuming this, however interdimensional omniscience, <laughs> astral projectors. <laughs> okay, we have fun here. Chapter 33. It is a sick battle scene, though, right? Because the hard cuts back to the Lancers. They're up on the ridge. The Combine are coming, right? We got Griffins. What we got Lori, we got Yaren, we got Enzelman. They're in the Locust, the Wasp, the Stinger. My they've got all Yaren. their dudes with them. And they're just like up against, like they've formed a line and they're just like, hold the line. And they're just like, Lori's like lasering a Griffin. They're under heavy assault. You know, they are dug in, but they are heavily outgunned you know there's a phoenix hawk enzelman he's prone in the wasp which i thought was cool because they rarely refer to mechs like firing while prone sure, and you're totally. like oh yeah i guess they could totally just just lay down they and do provide like a smaller silhouette especially if your gyros are out they totally <laughs> roll around in the dirt and shoot oh yeah <laughs> gyros are always going out it's like a come on guys <laughs> you know we got romage on the radio you know they got flankers coming they're firing from the ridge, you know, pin them down. We can shake them. You know, hovercraft roaring to life, LRM streaking. We got the rifleman. Uh, they take down the Phoenix Hawk and the rifleman. And we get the Griffin. Lori's laser caught a Griffin squarely in the head. We get, I want to talk about the Griffin, even though uh, we get like a Griffin a on yeah. screen for like a second. The Griffin was definitely like the red shirt of this <laughs> yeah. where It's just like, and a Griffin. Bop. Shoot it in the so head, it's down, when no we were, more Griffin. When we were doing uh, our due diligence before we started recording any of this, I remember looking at the Sarna article, and I saw that there was a Griffin in here. And I took note because the Griffin's one of my favorite mechs. It's a classic. But I've read this book, I don't know how many times now at this point, listened to, etc., and I don't remember there being a Griffin in here at all. Here's the Griffin. It's this one line. <laughs> yeah, the Griffin's really just an extra in this. It's yeah. just like having a cameo appearance of like, oh, not even getting lines in this scene. The Griffin and the Wolverine, true bros, though. I love the, you get this image of as they're kind of pulling back to cool off, right? Because they have this engagement and then they start pulling back. They, the Phoenix Hawk, the Combine Phoenix Hawk, his legs are damaged. So the, the Griffin and the Wolverine like pick him up like with their arms and like drag him back. Yeah. They drag like the damage. I think that's so cool. And they're like, come on, buddy, we're not going to leave you. They just like grab him. You, and isn't like he drag hitting him the head him. though? Like, yes. He's hitting the head and the LRM launcher is busted, that's uh, right. but the, the mech kept coming. So I don't know what, die. what was this Griffin doing so close? Because the Griffin's got a particle projectile cannon and a LRM 10. He's so, just vibing. Like, 
what what <laughs> what's he doing um probably bringing honor to his people uh, you know what you're right this uh honorable Cretan was clearly just uh taking one for the dragon i guess uh he did <laughs> hi hi tysa i love there's a line with four marauders she could have held the hill against a battle neck army heck yeah yeah i'm a complete agreeance lord <laughs> she's like man you know but what they didn't you know what i what if i just had a lance of four marauders I do want to talk about this composition of mechs they have. Listen, I'm not doubting they did this because it happens because it's in the book. But they are way outgunned, outtunned. Like the whole, the only thing they have here is literally their terrain advantage. Also, Lori keeps almost overheating, which, you know, this was a, something that we kind of, I think we kind of brought this up before, but. That locust has got two machine guns, one of which I think at this point's damaged in a medium laser, and then it has at a minimum ten heat sinks, and there's no way she's pushing that thing so hard unless she's taken some heat sink. Oh, wait a minute. She totally took some heat sink damages an episode back, didn't she? And it's hot, right? Because because the sun is up at this point. Oh, that's right. You're right. Oh, I forgot. Right. We're not in the winter cycle. I forget about the whole, like, the planetary thing. It's Trelwan is weird, dude. Trelwan is crazy. But this is what I mean. Like, it's taken me, I we had to do however many episodes this is now. How many episodes? This will be episode six. It, if it wasn't for us kind of taking this, like, as slow as we have, like, there's a lot of things about this book that I just, like breeze through like i just realized just now oh that's why Lori's locust is overheating all the time now that makes sense but before i was like dude that thing's got a medium laser like what's going on yeah uh, what's going on dude i can i can shoot like three ppcs at a time and still not overheat when i play mech warrior <laughs> on my computer but if she had four marauders right so the combine forces start to pull back a little bit right they took a little heat and now they're going to fade and kind of regroup. So uh, the Lancers, they actually move up to their next line at this point. They're dug in. So they're like, we're going to fall back to our next line, kind of chill out. And every time they fall back, they're moving a little closer to the ridge. And now they got like even a little bit of the coolness coming out of Thunder Rift and, you know, kind of cool them down a little bit. And there's a while there, you know, or it's like, you know, it's actually kind of quiet, you know. And then you see the like this large transport helicopter in the distance over where the combine forces are like amassing and they see it like come down and land. And Lori's like, oh, great. You know, they're just getting warmed up, I guess. That was just an appetizer. The main course is definitely still coming. I love we get this moment of beautiful character development for Sergeant Ramage because Lori gets a private call over the comms. And it's like, you know, Sergeant, this is Ramage, private line. Uh, yeah, g- uh, go ahead. And then Ramage is just like, listen, I just wanted to tell you, uh, I just, I'm just so impressed the way that you handled that mech. You know, the fact that you're a woman and you were such a competent mech pilot, it really just kind of just completely reoriented my perspective. You know, it's, uh, and I was like, oh, wow, this is, uh, Ramage becomes a feminist right here. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And she's just like, <laughs> I mean, you know, let's save the congratulations for this. Okay. It's just, I thought this was so funny. Just Ramaj comes in to be like, heck yeah, 
Girls and Mechs. Ramage, we get for spoilers a few more books. Good. Good. And, I like Ramage. Uh, any, he, any member of our rad squad, he, I'm happy he with. He gets even better. He's Good. like a cooler and cooler dude as time goes on. And I'm glad he took a moment to give Lori recognition, but what a weird time. It was a weird time. <laughs> like Lori's like, they're like reorganizing, oh, like she's sweating in the mech cockpit, just like, I got to get ready to take these things and down. It's like, like private channel. You know, I know you're a woman, but damn, dude. Good job. Yeah. She's yeah. like, is Grayson around? Like, what's happening? Like, yeah. I'm waiting for some really critical information. And you called in a private channel to be like, you're all right, kid. And it's just like, wow. You know, good assessment. Maybe not. Poor timing. Poor timing. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, shortly after that, the uh, the combine forces begin approaching the line again. We have the the four from before plus three more: a stinger, a shadow hawk, and a red and black marauder. Dun, Duke dun, Recall, dun. along with a bunch of infantry and vehicles and whatnot. So we get a whole nother battle in the desert. There's lasers snapping off. You know, we're shooting at the Griffin again. Um, you know, they're pouring it on. What is it? Lori's in the locust and the stinger gets like right up on her. And she's like, oh no, I'm about to get totally overran. And Enzelman in the wasp, right? Like takes the hit for her. He like jumps in front of the stinger, right? Because he was prone. And because he was prone, he couldn't use his missiles. So he stands up and like fires its missiles into it. But uh, he takes the hit and he gets, um, he gets killed, right? He gets killed here. Well, this, yeah, as he jumps up, he shoots the stinger hits it with everything he's got and the stinger goes down. Yeah. Um stinger yeah. is as Lori assesses is at least disabled. It's not it's no longer functioning, but that's when she like snaps back vision like you take the fade in shot in the movie here back the yeah. marauder comes back into focus and uh Inzelman catches the PPC round. Right. To the stinger. Right. Uh, or probably to, from now probably I don't, from the marauder, right? Now I don't think we find out that he's dead here, but oh, we do. We oh. we do very quickly. Oh. It is. Something. I thought it was like the next chapter when he's. As, yeah, as soon as she sees the PPC like obliterate the cockpit, she she suggests she's like, that he dies. you know Garrick's right. gone. We lost him. She immediately yeah, she's like he's dead. It's over. Rip. So yeah, they're battling the Marauder. Mm-hmm. There's missiles. There's lasers. It's brutal. We got hovercraft. It's like a total disaster, right? It is like not this clean, like two units. Uh, you know, it's getting real nasty, and you know they're in this ravine the locust is on its feet she's trying to flank the marauder and then all of a sudden they start pulling back again again they all start like they you know they all start retreating and it's like why you know what's going on they just hit and fade why are they pulling back Lori's like i don't know probably the temperature so what do you mean it's like you know my mech is hot so they're probably hot yeah and then what she's like yarn yeah they pull back even farther closer to the water they're like yarn dip your mech in the water cool it down you know we're just going to try to cool down as much as we can before uh you know they hit us again they're pulling garrick's body out of the wasp garrick's shattered body it says lori is shocked by the amount of blood in the cockpit um and she's really sad because of course garrick was he was the sigurdian right he was yeah. the only other sigurdian it's just her it's just her you know and she's like where's grayson you know, where is Grayson? Yeah, at this point, like, everything's fallen to shit around her, and she's been, like, de facto in command this whole time. And th- they say something about their signal plan in which there was no signal plan. In fact, they were like, we don't want to use radio. We want to maintain radio silence. That way, 
you know, enemy assets mm-hmm. can't work against us. And that's where, like, in when we talked last episode, where we, like... Even though uh, Grayson, Yeah, Grayson took that chance to say, like, you know, hey, there's a chance I don't come back. Here's the right. full plan. So they did some thinking about it. And, you know, they did actually have that planned in there. But at this point, it's just, like, things are so shit that it's, like, if Grayson was here, it'd at least be nice. I don't know. Things are shit, but it's going... They're, they're doing okay, considering yeah. that they are... They're doing outgunned right. and outgunned. Well, and as as we just kind of, I will say, like when we were reading it in the last chapter, I said like that was where I got like combat blur, and this one's the one that kind of like snapped back, and I was like, yes. oh, right back into like the Keith battle style here, right. where I really liked how they set up this whole thing where the Marauders coming in and the Marauders like slowly stomping forward. You got other mechs kind of pinging in. You get the loss of Inzelman. You get the idea of that brief aside where it's like, oh, because we're right at the mouth of uh, Thunder Rift here, all this cold air is keeping our mechs cooler, yes. so they're actually much hotter than we are and we're at the verge of shutting down so it makes sense and i was like oh we got scenery we can really see this battle going through even though it's still continuing on but it helps you snap back because we're getting back to to conversations we're getting back to ideas and it's not just like desperate scrambling for the next laser melting or ac shattering piece of metal and i'll say like this is the one where it just keeps that tension up as like you know you feel that exhaustion in it when she's like where's grace and just like we just uh, is there anything going on is there I, I imagine hope? for them this feels like an eternity they're like in this like little th- this little pass and they're just like shooting their little hearts out and yeah. they're just like no we can't keep it up and something's got to give yeah and i you know there's some things that are going to come up here in the next i believe it's either the next chapter or the chapter after that where they start talking about kind of the you know attrition that's going on with it and i think like if i if i had my preference on it like i'd like to have seen that here in this chapter because like you'd feel that exhaustive effort of this right after you have gotten through all of these mech battles one after another after another to help you bring you back into the hopelessness and everything like that this see this chapter does a really good job at maintaining it but i think it would have been something where it's like oh man if we had just a little more on that like just how exhausting all of this has been and how tired and how at the end of their rope they are getting it would have paced it really well. Agreed. Chapter 34. We cut back to Grayson. If you remember, the last thing, the Marauder, was coming through the smoke. The black and gray Marauder. The same one that killed his father. And he's just staring it down. He has a little moment where he's just looking at it like, man, the Marauder is just like, so scary, dude. You know, this thing, it's just so scary. And uh, then he gets the, the dude cuts in like, we knew you would come, Carlisle. We were waiting for you. And uh, he introduces, he's like, my name is Valandell. Then I will destroy you just like I did to your father. <laughs> and then you just get this. They're just like circling each other, just like Grayson hits him with the like the shoulder cannon, like boom. And then it's they're just like, a straight up he's joust. like ducking to the left. Yeah, just like they're like circling each other. He's shooting the PPCs, auto cannons. They're like slowly closing into each other. Uh, Grayson's trying to get in close so he could hit him with his like head mounted SRMs. Um, he's taking PPC hits. 
And they're just like slowly just like circling. It's this brutal like duel like on the Pharaoh Creek. He knows he's not going to be able to outlast this marauder though. And he starts looking for a gap right as a... Yeah, it's a circle, fire, miss, fire, hit, circle. The bizarre dance between the giants continued, neither machine able to find or win advantage. Yeah, it's brutal. And he knows, right? He's like, man, I can't keep this up. Like if, if it's like a, like a war of attrition, he's going to win. Yeah. Um, not only am I already kind of like I have taken some damage um, and his mech is in like great condition. It's just, he's just like got way, he's got way more tons, way more way weapons, more armor. armor, everything. Yeah. And the only thing he's got and, is again, that uh, leveraging that maneuverability. But right about the time he's like, uh, I need to figure out what the hell to do, we get a crusader. Yeah. It was stupid of you to come in here alone. We've got you right where we want you. We? It's like, dun, dun. It's like, oh, yeah, that crusader. Yeah. I forgot. Turns out he didn't disappear. He's still here. <laughs> I give – I and for our riff on Grayson moment where we don't have to, so we always got to call out when we don't have to, I do like that instead of, like, getting caught up when it's a speech with Valandel and getting, you know, baited in, and he's like, we – and then he immediately is like, let me start scanning everything around yeah. here. Like that red flag. And now let me do something about it. Not let me do We've something without this. asking Clayton. Grayson, or Grayson under duress is different from Grayson, yes. like looking for a hot date, you know, looking for some mud to put in his yeah. ears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's ready for the mud. <laughs> Spoilers. So they, these two are circling, Crusader emerges, Gratian's like, oh no. And then, uh, you know, uh, warning, incoming LRMs. But he's, yeah, he's double teamed. Grayson and his Shadowhawk toppled helplessly to the pavement. Yeah, he gets crushed. Absolutely crushed. Dude hits a Pharaoh Creed. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's he, uh, it's brutal. And then, and then boom, you just, it's like, as soon as he hits, hard cut. Back to the rift. We got Lori in the locust, right? Cooling in the water. I love this. She's just like the locust, like crouching in like the cool waters. And she's in there and she's just kind of like dissociating. Yeah, she's like, like she's just in there like just dreaming about like, <laughs> I love it. Doesn't she says something about like, I just wish I could crack the cockpit and take a swim because she's like yeah. in there burning up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, burning up. Not yet. <laughs> um. <laughs> stick with us. But yeah, she's just sitting there, you know, daydreaming, going. Trying to stay awake. What if I wasn't in a life or death battle situation? Right. Wouldn't that be nice? And then she like, you know, gives it, up on so, that. So like, we're back right, at it. Time to get back to fighting. And then we get another, you know, they're they're getting reconsolidated, right? As one does at the end of like kind of a, a skirmish or fight. I love this. Yeah, they're all just kind of getting ready, trying to patch up as quickly as they can. She's like, Ramaj, what's the verdict? And he's talking to her. He's like, the water, you know, it's, I love, dude, come boys, boys. So yeah, Ramaj calls her He and he's like, I'm, he's, he's, she, he's, she looks and he, she looks down at him and he's like, I can't hear you. He's like motioning. Like, I can't, it's, it's, it's too loud. And then she looks around and realizes that all the Lancers have stuffed clay into their ears, a trick Grayson had taught them during the planning session. Yes, that's correct. Grayson was like, and boys, don't forget the most important part while you're up there. 
All right, reach down, get yourself a big old glop of that good, good mud. We don't want you to and hurt just your jam hearing, it in there. You're hearing, yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I could, I just as soon as I had read this when we were going through and getting ready, like just a moment of pure elation hit me as like I just saw Grayson like working with the Aztecs and the Aztecs are getting all technical and everything, and Grayson goes and the most important thing and like scoops two handfuls of mud and just claps it on yeah. the poor Aztec side yeah. of his head like a symbol of honor, uh, and then. The the guy goes, oh, God, <laughs> the screaming stopped. Uh, and like, it's like, yes, this is the whole the whole squad just clayed up, just cut clayed up mud mounds on the side of their heads. We love <laughs> to at, see it. At like any, at it, any point, you know, this group of Aztecs, they look over to their ear protection that they'd wear while they're yeah. working and go, what is what are we peasants? <laughs> we have to use the good shit. We got to use clay. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I'm sure some of them, you know, left in a hurry, didn't have all their tools, which means they probably didn't have their ear pro, but there's, there's, there's like no- 60 people here. Yeah. You got to think one of them's got headphones of some yeah. kind. But, but you uh, know what? I love this. Like, you know, you, you do have this kind of like senpai's platoon of fucking mud-eared tech. Yeah, this, this would be my like callback question to keith is like tell me about the mud in the ears like, <laughs> like is this a like in grace and circumstance it was understandable he didn't have anything we lived I mean, on it but it was understandable but so, here it's like so many people have mud in their ears yeah, at this point as a call here's the thing so when we do ranges in the military right and you'd go shooting let's say you're shooting and you somehow were a dumbass and forgot your ear pro you know what people usually did they put brass in their ears and there's gotta be a fucking dick load of like spent shells spent and shells and stuff but why Search for those when you just got that good earthy clay right in your hands that you can just mash in there. It's a little like I, I this is it's like we're bordering on like mud ear fetishism. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it is it just the payoff. It was just a wild thing to have come back up. Yeah. The payoff, the setup, the masterful. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as wild if it wasn't like the whole damn crew. Yes. That was the thing. Like the the like badge of honor. Like they yeah. you know, they take off their shirts and like we're part of the resistance, but it's just mud in your ears. You know it's what? just like, oh uh, man. I think this is really foreshadowing to the spirit of corpse that's formed through this fighting, you know, and why, uh, well, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're down bad. However, <laughs> however, my favorite part is after she sees that she looks down, she sees her ma, she sees all these guys with mud in their ears. And then she immediately clicks over and just treats them like grace. And she's like, I didn't need them anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. like she's like, you know what? Damage looks bad enough. I don't, I really don't need a report to tell me that right. um, I'm going to let them go mud ear around maybe they'll find some candy bars later and scrounge down on them and then she starts playing with her thermals and she's like huh is there something wrong with my thermals yeah yarn calls her and he's like you know i think i'm getting some like like some heat readings or whatever i don't know something's i'm getting something but it's she doesn't as soon as she starts checking she starts flicking through boom immediately Drax coming down the sides of the cliff dude black on black like repelling like fast rope you know, with the guns firing wildly, it's sick, dude. They just, of course, repelling down the sides of the cliff. Yeah, recall was just like just send, just send the dudes in. We got all these combine soldiers, and so it's just a total, 
Yeah, they just like, let's just go in there and just shoot them. And so they do. Just all these dudes just like immediately start rappelling in. Troops, dozens of them, leap down from the rocky crags and ridges on either side of the ravine, weapons at their shoulders, firing wildly. Right? They come in hot. Just, what is it? Lori's in the locust. She's like trying to get out of the water. She's trying to like get a shot, but there's like, it's such a carnage. There's so many dudes. They're all mixed together with like her dudes. She can't get a clean shot on anyone. So like she's feeling useless. And it talks about one of the things that made it so difficult is that they were wearing the insulated black combat suits that trapped and masked body heat. So she was, that's where she was getting those inconsistent readings. And it was tough to track these people down in the cave because it was, you know, they were blipping in and out. So she's doing her best. And, you know, the one thing a locust does well is shoot people, but there's just so many of them that she didn't really get a chance to clean them all up. Right. She's like scanning around. She sees one dude. She's like, oh, look, there's a guy, one lone black clad soldier. Uh, There he is. He's 10 meters away, dude. He's right there. And she's like on the thing. And then she looks, guess what he's holding? Inferno launcher. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. The same weapon Grayson had once threatened her with. He got her to come out of the mech naked in the, yep. the street yeah. full of dudes with one Inferno yeah. rocket. She's shook. She just starts screaming. Like, the, yeah, the dude hits her. He absolutely just crushes the locust with the Inferno. You know, white fire poured across the locust hole in a jellied wave. Panicked, Lori began screaming. She freaks out. To start screaming Grayson's name. She like pushes, she throws the thing into a full sprint, which just makes it worse, right? It's just like the thing just starts like burning more violently. Absolutely. The chapter just ends, yeah, with her just like in a full panic. Yeah, she's desperately trying to eject, but the eject function is melting. So it's like it's not, the eject's not firing, everything's done. And she's like, this is it. That's her worst nightmare. Yeah, this is so this is literally like the worst possible thing that could happen to her. Like this is like this is literally her nightmare. Yeah. And that's when we get a hard transition. Yeah, that would be like episode in type material. Yeah. And then it's like pick back up and it's like, do we pick back up on the next one with Lori? Not quite yet. So but we'll find out how that resolves into the next chapter. Chapter 35, we immediately cut back to Grayson falling to the Creed, right? Absolutely searing pain. He even like blacks out for like a moment, right? He hits so hard, just gets smashed against his like restraining straps, neuro helmet, like boom. He's like lying on his side. He sees the Marauder like stalking towards him. But yo, shout outs to Grayson, dude. Straight sweep kicks from a prone position, wake up sweep kick the marauder how cool is that that's a down b right <laughs> the shadow hawk sweep kicks the marauder rises to its feet the marauder toppled over now uh i was looking i was like can i sweep kick while prone in a mech and uh no on page 151 of total warfare they're like you can only punch and i was like damn oh no grayson's breaking the rules it's okay damn he's allowed to once every once in a while, you know. yeah Wow. The refs don't call them. It's legal. Yeah. So. Hey, sweep kick. Heck sweep, yeah, dude. Sweep kick it. Somebody call the ref, you know, <laughs> check the rule book. Valendale's like, hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. Time That's- out. Yeah. 
Challenge on Dang. the field. <laughs> Pulls out a red flag. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, absolutely not. This scene, when we get the sweep kick, because it is, it is rad to have a mech sweep kick. It it's is. It's just like, take the leg. And you see the shadow hawk, and you're like, yeah, that thing looks like it can sweep kick. So I'm, I'm by it. Now, if the marauder sweep kicked with those degenerated legs, I'd be like, mm, I'm oh, not buying it. Oh, do you like that? You Love like that? Mm. Uh, Flexing. One shot, one clean take. <laughs> I didn't have to edit three attempts out before. Yeah. Listeners, don't you worry. <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> um, no, no. But the thing, I guess, this was a moment where I was like, it's so cool. And then I thought about it for just a second. And I was like, we have had Sing, and we've had Duke Recall as our like, big antagonist. And now we've introduced Valandel, who like showed up in like hard villain mode the whole time of like, young Grayson, I'm here to kill you just yeah. like I killed your father. Yeah, and then Grayson's like knocked down and like just floundering on Ferrocrete and the Marauder, like Valandel just goes like, maybe I should just go walk up to him and see how that's going. And it's just like, Valandel, what are you doing? Like, just shoot him. If you're, t- it's, is- just, it's just a weird series that he keeps like I, poking at Grayson. The Valandel thing is kind of, it's a weird, it's like, it's like uh, Mr. Keith was like, you know what? Duke Recall's pretty cool. What if we found someone else? What, what, if, we, what if we had less yeah. cool Recall? What if we don't kill Recall in this book? And yeah. what if we put somebody else there for Grayson to kill? Um, spoilers. Yeah, a goon, right? Yeah. He's just like, yeah, he's just a goon. Valandell has such hard goon energy. Yeah. Where it's like, Sing yeah. had cool stuff. Recall had cool stuff. And Valandell just is like... I'm here to die. Yeah. Uh, I'll take care of him, boss. Yeah. I got him, boss. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't take care of him. Um, We don't know that yet. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We don't. He just walked up to him and got sweep kicked. So it just turns into this mad scramble. Um, Like he's taking shots at the Crusader and whatnot, uh, shooting SRMs or misses with the SRMs. And he knows he's like, look, I can't fight both of these things. I gotta, I gotta figure something out. I gotta figure something out, right? This whole thing's a little clunky, but I do like Grayson's idea. He's like, oh, there's those like doom canisters over there, full of fuel. Yeah. It's red barrel syndrome. It's red yeah. barrels. He's like, I've played a video game before. I know what to do with those. And but then he's like, oh wait, but instead of those barrels, why don't I? Uh, there's a barrel of aviation fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I assume is JP five. And he's like, that's what I need to hit. And so he beelines, he's like, fuck this getting ganged up on by two heavy mechs. I like the evolution of that plan as he was looking at all the hydrogen tanks. And he's like, well, I can't really, I can't shoot one of those quickly. Like they have yeah. too much armor on them. I'm not going to be able to pierce through, but man, that aviation fuel, like you said, is right in the middle of all these different yeah. hydrogen tanks. That would make a great target that would explode <laughs> real quick if I were to shoot it with something real hot. I also like that he's reading the room. He's like the two heavy mix. I'm in a medium. My, uh, his gun's done at this point, right? Like his AC fives down. Yeah. It does say that, one of his weapon systems. The big iconic Shadowhawk gun is down. Uh, he's like, so he's looking for other options. And I think that was wise of him. Mm-hmm. And I say that with the gift of hindsight because, uh, well. The port was not deserted by any means. Black uniformed soldiers ran singly or in small groups and numerous hovercrafts and wheeled vehicles. So it's like, it's still, there's a ton of stuff going on. Like while they're fighting, like there's still a bunch of dudes and vehicles everywhere. You know, I feel like at some point in my head, I was imagining them like kind of like alone out here, but like, no, it's still like a chaotic scene. They're just, but they're in mechs. So they're in this, this higher 
scale. I just thought it was like, oh, when I when I read that, it changed my mental image yeah. of like what was I was like, oh yeah, there's it's actually like a bunch of stuff like still going on. But yeah, he makes a break for that uh the story aviation yeah, fuel. Liquid H. And uh he's like, I bet I can punch this bitch. And so he does. Oh, Brent, I I love this um I meant to bring up, he said it says Grayson slipped his hands into the snug warmth of the gauntlet controls. And I was like, oh, when they want to use the hand actuators, he has like, you know, he has like a- A Nintendo Power Glove. Yeah, he has a Power Glove, dude. He has a, uh, what was the, uh, Novent Falcon, you know, he's got a, <laughs> or something. He, he's he got the, uh, I, thought, I just thought that was cool. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. He kind of like puts his hand in like a little glove. That way he can like manipulate the fingers. I, uh, I don't recall this ever coming up ever again. No, I don't. I, I, I never, know it was I don't. my first time, even though, like I said, the books, I haven't gone through the books, but in the Battletech lore, I hadn't heard of Power Gloves before. I don't think this is a thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is anachronistic. You know what? It's a thing, and it's fine to be a thing. I, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I like the idea of having some Power Gloves in the side of the cockpit. <laughs> you just I feel like, like, time for hands. I feel like it's a little cumbersome, like, but, but maybe... I, I don't know. You never hear it about it again. I'm fine mm-hmm. with it either way. But uh, either way, it's cool that it happens here. Yeah. And we didn't he, have VR controllers back then when this book was written. Right. So we didn't get to know how cool that stuff would get. But yeah, he just like himbo punches yeah. like straight through the tank. Just like, boom, just like closes the gauntlet into a fist and just rams it straight through. And the fuel starts like pouring out everywhere. And then he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't let it get on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After he I punches like, it. Oh, wait. <laughs> I do love we have this very calculated plan and we go to like the Grayson staple of hit runaway. This um, is a me and you plan. Where, oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Where we're just like... <laughs> we can punch it right yeah. like uh oh no that's right fucking stuff comes out of this yeah. oh um, no i'm covered <laughs> it's flammable yeah uh, <laughs> i wonder how lori's doing um <laughs> but heck, yeah, dude, they start you know the two mechs start closing he's like are they close enough he lasers the uh the fuel tank and whoosh, like sure enough everything just like goes up and when you say everything you really do mean everything the fuel tank blows the aviation fuel and in turn blows the other tanks and literally right, yeah. Grayson yeah. is knocked on his arse and then <laughs> yeah. blacks out and we come back to a like Call of Duty like modern warfare like get up we are leaving is <laughs> like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the is it the entire northern section of the tank farm had collapsed in a crater of rubble and flame. I mean, he just like it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> His plan worked. Uh the crusader, not so much of a crusader anymore. His arm completely missing. Oh, it's head missing yep. and the torso shredded. And, and the marauder is prone, but it looks not too worse for wear. And it was something where it's just like um it's like, man, poor Singh. All this, all this dude wanted to do was complete a mission, and one clay ear filled child ruined his whole everything. Thing. And it's just like Valendel yeah. gets to hang out, but yeah. Singh gets blown but we up. Lose Singh by the ultimate Grayson plan of punch, run away, blow up. Goodbye, Singh. You were an animal. Yep, you were awful, yeah. <laughs> but you had some good development along the way. Yeah, it's not over till the bearded man sings. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so he sees the Marauder, 
And he's like, damn, it's on the ground. He starts closing in on it. And then he gets the radio call. Gray, I'm burning. Gray. It's like, oh, no. It's Lori. Frantic. She's screaming. Like, Gray said, Gray said, help. And so Grayson has to choose between love and or vengeance. He doesn't do it right away. No, he, was it, he, he, he walks over and he picks, he, he hears her <laughs> screaming and he's still, he's walks, he picks up the crusader's arm. He is about to beat the marauder to death with the arm of the crusader, which is extremely cool. You can do that and then, in yeah. Battletech, BT-dub. But uh, he's just like, man, uh, I gotta go. He just drops it. <laughs> like Valandell is just like, Huh? And he's like, Grayson just like takes off running. And he's like, oh, okay. And <laughs> I'm going to say here about this moment where it's like, Gray, I'm burning. And Grayson like then takes the time, gets the arm, goes over there. And it's, I, I get it's this dramatic moment of choosing between love and vengeance, but he didn't really choose either option <laughs> because it's like, oh, <laughs> like I'm burning miles away from you by the way yeah and then he's like let me take this time but it's like what are you gonna do grayson you're miles away from this person who's burning you do have a marauder which is a very intimidating mech in front of you and it's just like you did take the time to pick up an arm slowly walk over there look at it. you didn't even like just bash the leg or something or anything just like a single sweep to just be like Fuck, I don't I don't need to make sure he's dead, but I did just leave a marauder fully functioning and I'm just gonna yeah. run away to help somebody who is burning, which is a very time sensitive issue. So I get I get the intention behind it. It is not lost on me it's, there. It just yeah, seems a little it, it let, let's be honest, it happened because it needed to thematically. Yes. It, it's the narrative meaning and not so much the like, yeah, sure, he probably I, I like he does a bat flip. He throws the arm like he's about to run for first base. Yeah. Like he literally, it says he just like bat, like flings yeah. it out there starts and just sprinting. starts sprinting. Yeah. It's like you could have just thrown it at the Marauder too. <laughs> yeah. Same amount of energy yeah. and time. But like I said, I understand the intention here. He could have took like a, another half second to- It just uh, seems a little, I mean, just the, in, the execution on this one sure. feels a little clumsy just because it was like, this is the thing. This is Lori's thing. And this is that moment Grayson makes the choice, but it's a wild series of events that made the choice happen. And this is kind of what you, well, you started off by saying, and I like, yes, and you, that this whole, like, these whole, like, bits going forward, they, they're all kind of a little clunky. But uh, in this one, too, it's yeah. kind of like, okay, so like, yeah, it's Grayson's going over there now. It's a good, like, check in the box for Grayson character development. Sure. But, you know, you're just like, oh. Hey, take care of your Interesting, own. yeah. But, you know, we'll keep going with it into the next couple chapters here. Chapter 36. We're back with Tor. We're back on the jump ship. We're back on the Invidious. Turns out his crew, they're alive. They're okay. Heck yeah. He was right. They're totally here. Heck yeah, dude. I was like, yes, yes. And uh, what is it? They get on. They're like, you know, when we actually got on the jump ship, there wasn't that many combine on board. Uh, they basically just gave up. Like when like a bunch of dudes walked in with guns, they were like, you know what? We're good. And uh, <laughs> well, they, they did just come in them, hot. They just locked them down below. Yeah. Three of them. Yeah. And uh, uh, this, uh... they start... They start pulling in their jump sail, you know, and they're like, oh, man, like, uh, do you think the other warship, you know, you think they'll be alerted? And he's like, nah, this thing, they can't even, we're, you know, we'll be fine. And so 
is like, you know, there is the possibility they'll pick up the emissions, um, but, you know, they just start pulling in the sale, basically. I don't know if I would put this here, if I was writing this, this is like, it's a weird, it's, and it's a short, it's such a short little scene. It's just like, everything went well, which, you know, updates us there. And then Thor's like, they're like warships. He's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. And that's like insane. I kind of agree with you. Like it probably should have been thrown back in our last tour scene where he's like, Hopefully Grayson pulls his stuff off. And, I know like, what they were discussion they're doing. That. The he's doing the cinematic heist yeah. thing. I see what he's doing. Yeah, you see he's, each element of the plan right. going. However, you are in a moment where Grayson has made his big decision. Lori's burning to death, and Tor and Varney are going. Do you think they'll see the black sails? Probably not. That's real tough. It doesn't uh, really keep the tension up with, yeah, on it, that. Uh, I, we should have just, I agree, this either should have been forward or it should have just left us hanging for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been a good reveal of like the drop ship comes back. Right. Uh, or we've got control of it and it's a little of a side message. Just a weird change of pace. Just a weird snap out of the middle of like probably the most tense point that we got in all of this scene is like what's happening with Grayson and Lori. And I get that that's like to palate cleanse that scene. But yeah, just yeah. a weird jump back. In a, in a weird, with everything going on, like you said, weird timing. But uh, And then we go back to Lori. Straight back to Lori. If you remember, she's still panicking. She's like running. She's screaming. She's burning. And then it just cuts back and something, something smashes against her. Like as she's like panicking and knocks her into the water. Right? Just like tss- and then immediately, like, it starts dissipating. Something, it's like, what happened? Did she get hit? But, like, it turns out that it, it ended up working out. She gets knocked into the water. Our boy Yarn spread across saves the surface. Her. Yeah, dude. She, like, gets up and she looks and the stinger is there. And you realize, oh, he pushed her in. And she's like, thank you. And then he waves at her. He waves at <laughs> yeah. her with the stinger. I love this like, I because I just up. see yeah, like kind so of a cool. stupid wave. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like our boy Yarin, a quick aside, viewers, listeners, countrymen. We here at OMAM have nominated Yarin as the first of the D squad. A squad, uh, we don't know exactly what we're going to do with them, but we've decided we're going to pick some of the forgotten or yeah, supplemental the forgotten yeah. underskilled mech pilots of this universe oh, underappreciated underappreciated uh, underappreciated yes uh mechs uh, mech pilots of this the world the kind of pilots that would wave at you in their mech <laughs> yes uh our like our boy yarn here he's number he's the first one we'll keep you posted on what that looks like <laughs> put him on the d list you will be hearing from our d list candidates in yes. the future man we should do a poll or something yes. at some point that'd be so tight <laughs> the community's choice d-lister <laughs> so yeah Lori gets up she's in the, she's in the locust combine starts pulling back a little bit more again you know they do the whole hit they do the whole hit and fade and um several others kneel in the sand clutching at their ears uh oh right you know see combine made a huge mistake they didn't put clay in their ears yep Uh, Straight up, it says right here, noise in the cavern mouth must have caught them by surprise, disorienting them. See, Grayson's right. We made fun of our boy so much, and he was redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he showed us. Still doesn't make me want to take a woman here for a date. However, yes, the mud in the ears. I couldn't couldn't hear you. I've already put the mud in my ears now. (laughs) (laughs) Got to protect that hearing. Oh, yeah. She's missing machine guns, heat sinks. It's a, you know... 
It's it's bad. She's like, maybe we should pull out now. Yeah, she, maybe she makes the specific reference that like she only had three operational heat sinks left, which means it would overheat by firing a single laser. Yep. And I, I like that little bit of information of like, oh, you know, good stake building again. Yeah. You know, despite that, you just screamed Something's over the radio and then you were like, oh, I'm fine now. But, you know, no call out or anything. I get that. It was a moment of panic or now it's like, oh, we go back to comms clear type thing. But it does leave a marauder alive in the field. Yes. And uh, she's specifically like, maybe we should ditch the mechs and like just try yeah. and get out of Dodge. Yeah. They have a, a plan where they're going to like travel north and try to meet up with the drop ship. I think we went over this earlier. And um, she's like, maybe we should just cut it now. And uh, what she calls, uh, she's checking with Ramah. She's like, what are we looking on supplies? He's um, like, he's it's like, well, worse know, than it was before. <laughs> yeah. less well, it turns that. out we have, we, <laughs> he's like, remember when we had very little? We have even less than that <laughs> now. And she's like, son of a gun. Should we give up? You know, are we going to have to retreat? They're both looking at each other. You know, what about, uh, you know, Ramaj is like, uh, what about Grayson? He's like, Lori's like, he's probably dead, right? I mean, he would have been here by now, don't you think? It's Sarge, they're coming. And then here they come. And it's like, man, this is probably it. When they hit him again, uh, they're probably going to roll over him. And uh, when LRMs come streaking in. Lori and them are like, we're running out of mechs to throw at the grinder. And uh, yeah, I would say that's an understatement. (laughs) They have no mechs. As far as mechs, they have with yeah, their own They've got uh, two mechs. One can wave and one can't do much else. So, yeah. you know, it's, it can't, it's not bleak. Yeah, but she's basically like, you know, this is the last end. It's this, you know, she, she gives them the old whites of their eyes yep. speech. Mm-hmm. You know, enemy rush at the hill. First thing, we see the Marauder clanking up. The, uh, I mean, this is Duke Recall. You know, the, the Marauder that killed Garrick. Lorius opens up on it, hitting it again it's and again. Oh, no. Himself. Oh, no. Oh, man, but she totally, that's right. She destroys the autocannon. She lasers it. Open fire, hitting it again and again. Smoke trailed from a crater, and the autocannon person's back was smashed. She must have machine gunned it. Anyway. We'll take it. We'll, you know what? We'll give it a yeah. brief pass here and say, even though she said the laser couldn't be used, we'll say, you know, okay, maybe she got lucky with the machine gun. It, but, but, it any, crit AC. but any mech warrior uh, worth his salt knows that the AC-5 is not the part of a Marauder that's really that scary. But, you know, any win's a win. Yeah, we'll take whatever we At get. this point. I mean, when you've, when you've resigned that Grayson's dead and, like, there's nothing else for you to do, you know, you just take whatever you can take. Yeah. And in the heat of the battle, um, what is it? She notices that the Combine is, like, focus firing on the Stinger. And she's like, oh, man, you know, he won't, he won't last much longer. And once he's down, uh, you know, I'm cooked. Like, Yarn, get down. But like, she's like, man, Yarn's not, he's not getting down. He's, uh, he's not even answering my radio command. She's like, maybe it's gone. And then dude, like Yarn just takes PPC hit full in the chest, just ab- gets absolutely crushed, just crashes backwards into the water. And, uh, you know, Yarn, you know, he's, uh, Yarn's gone. So that's sad. Wait, I have something in the notes of Stinger pilot Yarn running dead ahead at the enemy. Yeah. He makes like a final charge, right? He yeah. like something breaks and he's just like, Brr. yeah, she tells and him to uh, get down, but he keeps advancing. He just keeps <laughs> that's like right. charging the enemy and uh, yeah, he just gets crushed by the PPC though. You know, just the, the Marauder pilot was just like, oh, a stinger, like, <laughs> and it's like completely obliterates this thing. And the Marauders is coming in. It's getting, it's so close now. Like it's, uh, God, 60, 40, 20 meters. Oh my God. It's like, it's like right on top of them. Like they are like, they're here. 
Duke Recall is, he is in the rift. <laughs> Lori's the last mech standing. He closes in the distance. She sees right. through the cockpit glass. He's mud in his ears. And she's like, <laughs> yes. oh no, he's an expert. <laughs> it's over. The attacking mechs are like funneling into the rift's entrance. You know, it's I like, just see oh, him like, see, here we go. Yeah, yeah you just yeah. start to see like them coming in and then, and, and then instantly like missiles just start raining down upon them. Just like, and it's like, what's going on? You know, Ramage is standing. I like you just like Ramage is standing there on his like hovercraft, like waving his like rifle. And Laurie's like, what? It's like, what? And he's just like, it's the lieutenant. It's the lieutenant. And then she sees it. The shadow hawk. Undeniably Grayson's. <laughs> Got those LRMs struck true. Blew off the arm of the Marauder, leaving it down to just one PPC. And it's just like Grayson gets that moment of like, I get my hero post. Time. Yeah, all five of those LRMs hit. Yep. I've got an LRM <laughs> and I've got a gas covered arm. <laughs> the author wrote here, the Marauder turned then almost sadly. It fired with its surviving PPC and laser at the Shadowhawk, but it missed. So, uh, yeah, man, dude, recall. He just got, yeah, Grayson just he LRMs just got, the trash. He just out got of recall. recalled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have any notices for recalls, please send us <laughs> missiles. Total recalls. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all the recall jokes I have. Yeah, so Grayson just crushes recall with the LRMs. He starts pour he, he like like recall pulls back. It's like like smoke is like pouring from his hull, and uh, he just totally. It's wild in one stroke. In one stroke, Grayson just like he he appears and just just using his like LRMs just manages to break their line and like send them scattering. As a man who has. At multiple times in multiple games of Battletech, used a Shadowhawk. I don't know if I buy this, but you know what? It happened. You've never blown off the arm of a uh, a Marauder with an LRM-5? I've never blown anything off anything with an LRM-5. <laughs> but... But we didn't have any other weapons, so something had to knock that arm off. And uh, I'll be damned if that LRM-5 didn't do all the work. Amazing. <laughs> That's just the most critical, right? Those rolls. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Grayson's got weighted dice in this episode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then with the Lancers staying there, like all the Combine troops just like drop their guns and like put their arms up. Just like, uh, you know, yeah. we don't, uh, you know, we're done. And you're like, oh my god, it's done. over! It's like you, it's like this is some real like victory from the jaws of defeat. I mean, it's like as bleak as it can get, and then like a moment later, the, they're like surrendering. How cool is that? It's kind of, kind of. I the first time I remember the first time reading this, I was kind of like, wait, what? Yeah, I was this like, was huh? it? this was it. I did feel like <laughs> this was a very abrupt, like. It would be – it was like a TV show that realized it was 45 minutes long, but they only had a 30-minute time slot. And they were like, uh-oh, we got to cut because it does just like – Grayson shows up, fires one LRM-5, and everybody goes, we've lost this battle. It, there is – this is un, this is irredeemable and unrecoverable. A part of me feels like this is – it feels almost realistic. Not the LRM-5 part, but like the – the like abrupt, it, like it feels realistic, but it's like it doesn't feel narratively like a good idea. It, it feels narratively off. 
Yeah, because um, it's just like Duke Recall, like slowly and sadly, like Charlie Browning down the hill, <laughs> and then the rest of the Combine soldiers just going, um, <laughs> well, <we're> wow. <laughs> I guess what I a guess pickle we've got ourselves now. in. <laughs> uh, if I raise my hands, they won't shoot me. Right? It feels like the production like ran out of budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Look, guys, we got to wrap it up. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple more mechs in the back but we ran out of money to paint them so <laughs> we just left them at home yeah so i mean it in the abruptness it would be like if we got some more description or anything but it is just like chapter ends and you're like oh cool like we're gonna roll into like the aftermath of this battle like the next swarm in but grayson's here to lead everybody and he's gonna be heroic about it and then uh that isn't it no but we'll find out what it is in the next chapter Chapter 37, we start with the Invidious making its jump. It's so cool. It just cuts the Invidious and tours there and they like, he activates the drive and uh, they do it, dude. They made it out. They totally jump out of system. Incredible. Incredible. Tor uh, absolutely pulls it off. We love it. He found himself laughing helplessly in his relief and joy while Varney pounded him on his back. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like, let's go. And uh, they made it. <laughs> and- they did. And as we as we talked earlier about that tour scene in the beginning of last chapter, this is the point where that should have gone, where it's like, oh, we're unfurling the sails and we're yes. ready to go. Yeah. Um, time to go. Oh, let's start celebrating with each other because it's a moment of elation. But instead, in like the middle of Lori burning, we got do sails work. Meh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and now we're back to like the tour Varney like comedy special show. But yeah, again, just for rad. just for a moment, though. And then we're to a scene that I didn't expect to get tied up. The, oh, this scene is the moment where it's like this this next little transition after Tor and Varney are like celebrating. It's like, oh, the yeah. drinks are on me. I feel, yeah, you and feel like, like it like cuts to them. Scratch. Like it's new. Like, like, they, like they have like cigars and they're like locked like arm in arm. Like, oh, it's like mm-hmm. bottles of like champagne. Like, oh, <laughs> like they're like partying. It's so good. Yeah, and then we go into, like, the scene I would have, like, if you were giving me, like, a, a 10 guesses to say, like, what do you think comes next? Clayton wasn't on my list. Clayton. Ever. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird callback, and I'm fine with it, but it was just not the loose end I expected to tie it's up great. in the seemingly epilogue. Yeah. And I remember, was it earlier, we were like, oh, yeah, Clayton, when we first, we were like, I wonder... Do we see him again? I, I couldn't even remember at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, Clayton. I forget. And then I get to this. I'm like, oh, right. Clayton. You get this. Uh, I love this scene. I think we even said we didn't. I'm pretty sure I said we don't ever see him again. Yes. And, Just like uh, you didn't see a griffin in this book either. Well, th- that one. Understandable well, yes, as well. Yes. Uh, but this one, maybe I should have recalled. <laughs> like okay. the Duke. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it just cuts. We just cut to the scene of Clayton just standing in the marbled corridor in the palace with like a, he's got like a Steta. He's got the Steta on his waist. The Steta Auto. Yeah, dude. I got to get one of those. 
<laughs> and he's just, you know, you get this little, he's kind of, it's going over his thoughts a little bit. The, the writer talks about how he'd like put it, you know, put some things together. He, he realizes, um, just about how the whole Clayton now sees the whole plan. He's like, you know, now that I, he's like, I turned Grayson down. I was like a total dick to him. When the general came to me and offered me a job with the Royal guards, I was like, sure that, you know, that's chill. Cause I don't have to work for Grayson. But it says, you know, while he was doing his tech duties, he was, uh, he's, he'd been going through the computers and whatnot. He learned some information about seeing about the draconian special forces, the red Duke, basically the stuff it took most grace and most of the book to figure out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Clayton just is like, let me hit up Google real quick. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh, these guys are bad news. <laughs> it seems like this whole thing's like one big false flag. Interesting. It even says okay. by the time Clayton <laughs> met Grayson in the palace corridor. Remember that when Grayson was running through the palace and he runs into Clayton wearing the guard yeah. uniform, it says by the time Clayton met Grayson again, he'd already uncovered much of what he wanted to know. Clayton, <laughs> Clayton low key was, like four steps ahead of the game. Like if only Grayson had spoken with him for just a moment. And it like, it's like Clayton knew everything at that point. That's, and you know, I remember Grayson was like, oh no, is he going to turn me in? It's like, no dude. He, uh, like at that point he was basically on your side. What is it? He's waiting outside the doors. You realize for the Royal Guard, for the King to come out, King Stanek, you know, after, you know, Jaravid, had been deposed, assassinated in his bed, I guess. We got we had General Dell, Captain Nolan, King Stanick coming through. They got the guards like, oh, Clayton, uh, you know, fall in. We must get back to headquarters. You know, we need to go help the Duke. And it's like, you know, nonsense. One lands against two companies. Ha, ha, ha. You know, he would never. And, uh, you, know, you know, Clayton's just like, okay, he like walks in behind him. And uh, he just, you just get the slow-mo, right? He like pulls the pistol like off of his hip and just like the guard sees him bringing the pistol up. It's like, wait, stop. He's got it. And he just like, he just sprays. Clayton sprays everyone. Everyone gets some, dude. Everyone gets some. Selector set to full auto. Stitched a line of red horror across the chest of King Stanek, dude. Ice is Stanek. Stanek gets iced. Uh, who else? Uh, everyone gets it. Who gets the, the uh, general delegate shot in the throat? Uh, it's brutal. You know, of course he gets, uh, you know, he gets gunned down. But uh, I mean, he just, he takes out the whole command in one stroke. Clayton, I mean, this is, this is the classic law and order, you know, uh, you know, getting shot on the courthouse steps kind of a situation. <laughs> it's, uh, I love it. This, this rules the, the cut back to Clayton. He's like, ah, I didn't forget about Clayton. Wipes him out, dude. Kills everyone. And because- Clayton cleans up everything very efficiently. I mean. And thank God he does. I mean, yeah. this really puts Grayson in, in a much better position than he just was in seconds ago. And it's just like uh, one dude showed up and was just like, I don't like how any of this is going off. My dad died due to his decision making. And, you know, maybe that's not the worst thing. And he's like, maybe I'll just do what's best for Trell. And he takes care of business. He does. Sadly, it does cost him his life yeah and a and random guard number two uh manages to put a couple rounds into his chest if i recall yeah a couple bullets chest stomach and then it we get the final scene of clayton by the time he slid to a stop in the pooling blood of the former king of trelwan he was dead it's just like damn clayton rip clayton he was so effective (laughs) (laughs) at everyone else everyone else in this book stumbled over everything yeah you were just like i read I just read. I did the research. 
I like took care of the. I just did. I just did some light reading. (laughs) Formed a plan, executed the plan. The end of Clayton. The plan was: I'm going to bring a gun and then shoot them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it worked. And then he did. So effective. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) So, so that happens. Yeah, and then immediately after that, we get like one of the coolest scenes in the book. You get. Grace and, and recall. But, this, but another little record scratch moment where you're like, are we cutting back to Grayson now yes, to yes. clean up the battle? And yeah. you're like, we are. It but is not. abrupt, but it is yeah. cool despite its abruptness. He's in Duke Recall's office, right? It's just them alone sitting across from each other. They're on his dropship, the Alpha, uh, just kind of like staring each other down. Grayson's telling him, you know, Grayson gives him his whole thing. He's like, you know, General, uh, I've heard that the Invidious, uh, you know, I've heard the Invidious jump back in. Um, so, you know, the Commonwealth should be on its way. And he's like, you don't know that. He's like, maybe I'm bluffing, you know, uh, you know, can you afford to answer? So, yeah, he just like lays it out for him. It's just like Duke recalling him, just like looking at each other across the desk. And recalls just kind of like rubbing his beard, just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I just love, Grayson lays out this whole thing where he like, you know, he brings his papers in and he's like, and this, and I figured this out and this is why, and you guys should leave. And then he's almost expecting Recall to like come back at him with something. And Recall just looks at him like, you're right, of course. And he's like, what? And he's like, you're right. You're dead on the money. That's totally correct. I would absolutely, uh, I, yeah, I should leave. You're right. Grayson's like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> This scene, it's like cool, but it's weird that we're here. Yeah. In his office. I'm like, so it it just it feels like to me, this is a scene two years down the line because Grayson feels so much more composed. And he's just like uh, from sitting down, and you know, we did have those examples early on where he tried to get a little bit better, but we never saw him really get good at it. And now he's sitting down and he's just like a master negotiator I, I, in this scene. I'd agree with you, except for he's like, Yeah, I said all that, but like I couldn't even field a single mech if I wanted to, which means this is hot after that. No, no, uh, but that's that's what I mean. Is like it feels more like an older Grace right. who sat down and he's like cool, calm, collected. He's got a lie I ready. Mean, he's and been he through hasn't a done lot. that very well. Uh that's yeah, totally. So it just feels like he was It's like, just weird. I'm like, why is it in the I feel like this could have taken place with like two open cockpits. Yeah. You know, like uh he's or like, on well, a comms what? channel yeah, yeah like so like, what's your plan recall like and, do you want to come back up at us because yeah. i've got you know i've got a f- <laughs> i don't feel I, like i'm like how do we get here Did, like duke recall was like why don't you follow me back to my place and yeah. we talk okay and you're just like uh, wait did that happen like how did yeah. grayson it's it's And I know that, like, everyone's celebrating, but, like, what are they celebrating? Because they were happy that the Combine... um, The whole thing's... It's, like, a little... I'm sorry. It's a little... I'm, like, I don't know. This is all a little funny. It it does... When it's, like, oh, we have a fully functioning marauder that could have still just walked up there and then finished everybody off. It's, like, it had a PPC and two medium lasers left, you know? No, no, I'm talking about Valendell's. Oh, right. Marauders that was just laying down. Yeah. Uh, so it's he was like asleep. he was resting. Yeah, he was taking a little a, a quick nap, and then it's like, oh well, you could have called that over to Com Channel. But I agree, like if it maybe happened on the battlefield, it would feel a little bit quicker. But I do. Like well, I said, it would just feel like it would make sense, like because now Grayson's like he's vulnerable going to meet Recall, and it's I I don't know. 
it's not the way I would do this. And I know that this, it, it clearly, I feel like the end felt like rushed. I feel like there, this whole like bit is like, to quote Kanan earlier, it's like they ran out of like money. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it really, it feels like a TV show where they're on the last, like Aaron said, like they're on the last episode and they're like, Oh, we only had 12 episodes and we, you know, we got to kind of like, let's get it rolling. We got to, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not talking, you know, the under, please understand. Like I, we're going to do like all the battle tech books. We love these. And Keith, Definitely redeems himself in literally the next book. So I'm not, you know, I just feel like I say all this almost out of curiosity where I'm like, I kind of want to know what happened. Like, did something happen? Yeah, something in between. Uh, Did, did, yeah, like, was there like a, was it a funding issue? Was it like a time I would say, I would Uh, say even redeem is a strong word for that because I haven't read the second book yet, but in the realm of like- The second one's my favorite. Our major complaints so far were chapter one and the final chapter of uh, Decision at Thunder Rift. And so like the rest of the time we've been riffing, we've been having fun, but- this is probably the only moment where I was like, man, other than we've had, you know, a long mech battle, we got a little action blind. And then right here, it's just like, whoa, we've got some really weird transition here. It feels very different. But I also feel like maybe this was because I haven't read the second book. Let me know if I'm kind of getting closer to this is like this is more like we're ending this book with Grayson being like an equal and not a kid anymore. Yes. Because I mean, he's sitting down on Duke. He's a formidable Grayson across from Duke Recall. And it's like, maybe we can carry that that and, that and, through the rest and, of it. And maybe that's the, it's almost like a stylistic choice where, yeah. you're, where you're like, oh yeah, he's sitting across the table from Recall. A, a, a yeah, man. Where he's been bested yeah. every time he sat across the table from somebody. And now it's like, oh, it's Grayson's time. But... As we're sitting through that and he's making those things, we do have that weird moment with Lori where Grayson tries to talk to Lori as well. And Lori's like, don't talk to me anymore, Grayson, essentially. Like she wasn't, it does say that she wasn't mad, but he's just putting two and two together. Like her mech was burning and uh, that probably felt like a betrayal. Um, And it's like, well, Grayson, you are looking at somebody and paying attention to how they feel for the first time. Certainly. But I also like. I feel I, like Lori overreacts here, though. I kind of felt this like she's yes. like, "Where were you, Gray?" And it's and just kind of like, like I she's, was fighting. She's an experienced mech warrior, <laughs> yeah. and even if that wasn't true, she is now. And I feel like that it's. Like He's like, oh, oh, where was I? Oh, this sweep this. kicking a marauder, and then like lighting <laughs> yeah. like a bunch and of a hydrogen fuel on fire. I don't know. You're right. It totally seems. It's like it's a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. It feels like it has to happen so that there's not the cliche, like romantic, like I'm like makeup at the end. Maybe a down note or something like that. Some separate attention point. But it did just feel like Lori, like just cold shouldered him. And it's just like Grayson could have just been like, I'm sorry, I had two mechs to uh, a a Marauder and a Crusader fighting me. And I was really in a bad spot. That completely outmatched. But as soon as I heard your call, I came to you. Like I I rushed back as soon as I could because I knew you were still there. And then it would have just been like, you know, maybe that's a thing. But it just it just felt like right in the middle of this, like slamming Duke Recall down and just like, you know what, Duke Recall, you can sit there. And you can just agree with me. And then it's just like, Lori's like, but I don't agree with you, Grayson. Yeah. It's just a weird throwback right into it the is middle weird. of that. But, you know, uh, we get all that. But then we get a nice little send off. Yeah. And it picks right back up with 
do recall agreeing with what everything Grayson just said. I love it. There is this moment I do there where Grayson's just kind of reflecting like, man, uh, so many people died. Like this, my dad, Larenson, Enzelman, Clayton, Ari, Kai Griffith. And now they're just like leaving. And this whole thing just seems like it just didn't need to happen at all. And it's just <laughs> really dumb. And what's interesting is this is a feeling I get at the end of like a lot of Battletech books. They really, so many instances you're like, man, people just fight and die senselessly. You know, we're a thousand years in the future. And uh, I just, I like that. I do think about that. Like sometimes you read a whole Battletech book and you're just like, man, like literally none of this needed to happen. It's like, it, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. It, it really is. This being my first big dive into one where you do get that kind of last line of that, where it's just like, just the sooner you leave, the better. And it's like, okay, Grayson gets to be our first character that's just like, inner sphere conflicts suck. Yeah. And I do feel like that's kind of the thing, like not having read the books, but having been around Battletech, playing the games, playing the board game over the years, talking about it. Because, I mean, this is something we have all sat and talked about for years and years and years and had fun with every single time. You just go through it and you're like, man, Battletech nailed so many vibes like along the way. It really talked about a lot of problems and things like that, that, a you know, sci-fi board game didn't really, you know need to hit on but it's kind of what makes it very timeless and very classic and why we it's uh the, the world of battletech it's it's a warning uh really it's like this could be the future but maybe don't let it be yeah and uh i think that's a theme that we see in all honesty subtly throughout i don't know if it's intentionally or just incidental because of the subject yeah. and i you know but- i think my favorite part about it is we've got that message of like, you know, hey, this could be your future, but it's not in the dystopian way. Right. It's just in the way of like, we can advance tech as far as we want. But, but if, if we're still petty change. and yeah, yes. if, we, if we don't lose that drive, we're just going to fight endless wars forever. I just think that's a neat way to take a big game about rompy stomp and robots. And uh, I think that's also kind of the message here is Grayson's just kind of like, why did all this have to happen? And uh, I looked up, you know, for for episodes, I was like, I I feel like William H. Keith must have served in the military. He did. He was uh, in the Navy. And I feel like that experience definitely led him to write exactly like what we saw here, which is the like, well, like, I mean, we won, but why'd we like, why? But would we win? Yeah. And, uh, you know, for all the clunkiness this last chapter is, I, I do feel like the... Like, finally, in the end, it's like we kind of get something here. Brent, and then you, I was just thinking, you got to respect the dominoes that this. So, like, at the beginning, when he, when Singh doesn't shoot Grayson like he should have, like, what that sets into motion, like, you can draw a line. I won't even, it's so funny to think about, like, literally, like, a, like 50 years straight, you're like, oh my God, like, yes. Singh. This, the dominoes, it's so funny to think about what happens here. There's so many, we, we have to be diligent as we go through these books to make sure we draw those lines. When we'll we be can back. Because yeah. We're going to be back so here. so yeah. fascinating, yeah. but you're right. They're like, Haramander Singh, you could make an argument is responsible for. Like the- 
invasions. So many <laughs> things that happen. Yeah. I, the the who invasion? I am so excited to see those lines get drawn. I don't, I feel like I can make the case because he sets in uh. motion, he sends Comstar into it's it's a I'm I'm not even cut it. I don't it's just we'll it's so there, funny to think I, about. I think I think that's a good idea that we hit those points like, oh, you know, when we get to those big major world shifting moments or well, universe shifting moments, and then we go but what if sing a shot Grayson? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We can tether him back that way. And there's, um, a, but there's, you know, those moments crop up a lot though. There's so many moments in Battletech where, uh, because Battletech's so vast and the storytelling so plentiful that you have so many of these moments where it's like, if this was out of place, this whole thing would like none of this, there's this procession of characters and actions and things that you can follow all the way back to, as Kanan said, these singular, singular moments. So hold up, though, before we start getting like too yeah, carried before, away yeah. with, there's one last little scene, which uh, I feel is important. And th- I, there's one last thing I want to kind of make fun of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on. But it this wouldn't one's, be this, the end of the Carlisle this one. This one's, you might, you don't know. This is a little dramatic irony for yeah. you. But uh, Kanan, if you would uh, take us away. Interestingly enough, in... Uh, Battle Technology uh, Issue uh, 2, um, you see there's a piece where Duke Recall writes that Renfrid Tor jumped from Trell to Antares to spread the word about the invasion. Uh, it's, uh, it turns out, it turns out uh, if you look deep enough, we actually know where he jumped, Antares, hmm. and that's where he jumps back from. Uh, Interesting. And that's from, that's a cool. And that's from bit. like a magazine yeah. from like eighty seven right. or something. Is that is that our that's, first like Kanan soft point? <laughs> that uh, I I uh, I forgot. That's actually one of the reasons we brought this up. Though that's one of the reasons why this is so wacky. Is it was totally in battle technology first before they made it a book. Uh, and as it turns out, as me and Kanan were just listening to a much more recent book uh, that also was released through magazines. It kind of makes it weird uh, because of the way they released them. It chops uh, up the flow a little bit. Yeah, you know? it, it does. totally chops up the flow. And so now I'm like, oh yeah, that's why. Damn, I didn't think that's a good point. However, we can do the epilogue. Take us out. Yes. The epilogue. This is where we get the Lancers, what they're all lined in formation. You know, attention, company president accountant Grayson walking down the lines, checking out the uniforms, checking out the mechs. Um, we got it. This is that, this is that ending, you know, you know, we're wrapping it up. You got all, you hear the music starting to swell in, you know, you got the Lancers all lined up. They're about to like load onto the drop ship and like sergeants inspecting the troops. I, I like, a. You know, Ramage, you know, he's the master at arms or the uh, master sergeant, you know, sir, company inspection. And then I like Grayson's like, man, sounds more like a master sergeant every day. And uh, but and then Grayson's like, I love there's a bit where Grayson's like, why am I even doing this? Inspecting. And then he's like, oh, right. Combat readiness, discipline, of course. <laughs> he does take a moment where he's like, 
this seems like a whole lot of trouble. Just to, I don't know. I feel like we didn't. It's, it's so it, there is a little paragraph. A little grace it made, it made me laugh. Yeah, you know? in the it's, tank. It's like, still what? a little. <laughs> It was like a little backfire, you know, yeah. right there at the end. Like oh, that's the Great Death Legion, again? though, right? We played loose here. We played a little loose here <laughs> yeah. in the Great Death Legion. By the way, by the way, this is. I'm sorry that I I don't want to uh, jump ahead. I, is is this where the word Great Death Legion first appears? I believe this is the first time we get the full title, right? Because um the uh, the general General Varney, right? You get this little scene where he's trying to um. Like he's like, oh come on, stay with us. The Lancers have a place here, and he's like, it's not the Lancers anymore. It's the Gray Death Legion. It's like dun 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 dun. dun. I do want to say the gall of Grayson's like, I'm taking these mechs, by the way. Yeah, he takes them. He's soldiers. like, these are mine. Um, <laughs> like, and you're just like, maybe he didn't learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> But, it, but anyway, it also the show must into, go on. Uh, it also there's a there's a bit. It, it goes into the uh, response of the citizenry after the whole uh, the whole situation. It turns out it's like they were happy when the combine came. They're, they and they were happy when they leave too. They, they're, you know they're they're just happy. You know, <laughs> these guys will throw a party yeah. for anything. Yeah, yeah. they're just here. On one, you have to. And uh, yeah, the government was total disarray. There was a you know minor revolution. Yeah, you know, there was a there was a bit of a power vacuum, a bit of a political upheaval, uh, you know, like a government in disarray. Um, I, I like he's like he's like uh, there's a bit there's like you know with everyone dead there was no one left to arrest Grayson. Like, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Varney was like, "Please stay," and, and Grayson's like, "No." And there's a specific quote that I want to. I just want to, Kanan, you pointed this out to me, actually. Grayson's like, he he's like, no. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Grey Death Legion, like, like puts a hand on, like, hip and, like, reaches towards the stars, is like, has bigger plans than to be stuck in. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, where Please. did he say that? Where did, hold uh, on. Power we vacuums. Right. We were laughing about it. This, I die. I was dying because like, I just want, I want like to cut that scene to just Grayson, like sweating his balls off in Vervandi, like in some cave, uh, like shirtless, like trying to repair mechs. Like there's like artillery explosions around him and he's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, totally he's... greater. Totally. The Legion's got better things to do. <laughs> Like he says, now that I'm stuck in lightning gap, I really miss Thunder Rift. I look forward to seeing that moment of regret on his face. Precisely, sir. They are my units now. I will not have the Lancers be the focus of any more power struggles. We have our own destiny. Lamo, uh, this, yeah. this man they do to have spend their like own 40, destiny, yeah. and it's in power struggles. Yeah, I, this man proceeds to spend the next forty years, like. Being at the, at the center of various power struggles. I was, I thought it was so funny. He's like, we won't be beholden to any petty power struggles anymore. And I'm like, oh man. I guess <laughs> that's, it, it, to that's, me, not knowing what happens next. Right. Yeah. What does he think he's going to be doing? <laughs> I, that's the, you're right though. Like, even if you didn't know what was coming, it's like, what is a mercenary it's, unit going to yeah, do, but, but get buddy, involved in power struggles? Yeah, buddy, yeah it's like you, you, it's, you, you were Man, literally so a mercenary. We're back to chapter one, Grace. <laughs> like, like power struggling is like your primary like function. 
Like, that's so, <laughs> yeah, it's so like, funny. But you know what? He's he's learned a lot. He's just got a little bit more to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so so do we want to say for the final time at Decision at Thunder Rift <laughs> that we're gonna get a different Grayson from this point on? <laughs> Grayson comes out of, the, of this drop All the ship. people who have made a drinking game out of this, uh, yes, I think this might be the final turning point for Grayson. <laughs> I think he's really learned his lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the first chapter of the next book. Oh, you really can't. <laughs> I uh, Speaking of a uh, little epilogue to the epilogue, I'm so excited. Having, as much as we managed to, like go on about in this book there it's a it's downhill from here buddy and uh the next book is my favorite of the trilogy of the gray death legion the now i haven't read some of the later gray death books we're eventually going to get to them but the um i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but the one that takes place in verthandy uh is mercenary star mercenary star yeah yeah, I I do want to say this is just gives me a chance to segue into a little a little future information for our listeners here. Um, so next week episode, since we've just wrapped up a book, one thing that we're gonna do to give you some time as listeners to get caught into reading, whether you want to read the entire book and just cruise with us for the next couple of weeks or read it chapter by chapter, like I'm doing, you know, feel free. But we're gonna take a week. We're gonna talk about final thoughts or come big at back after a week. What we think. We finished it. We've talked about it. We've slept on it. And then we're going to talk about some of the things that we're looking forward to, some of the things in Mercenary Star, get you set up, ready to listen. But just like I said, to give you some time, we understand that what we're asking you to read may not be an incredible amount, but we understand you've got things going on as well. And we want you to enjoy this journey with us. So we're going to give you that little bit of a week break where you can listen to us goon around for probably a while. And then uh, in two weeks time, we'll be picking up with Mercenary Star. Yeah. But that's going to close us out here. Yeah. Here we are. He, uh, Grayson climbs up in the Shadowhawk, you know, everyone's in Lance formation, right turn, embark. The dropship's battle mech ports gaped open. Grayson Death Carlisle's new family filed up the ramps and boarded their new home. And that's it. That's all he wrote. That's it. That's a wrap, everyone. Good book. We're Americans, if you can't tell. Um, We clap at the end of things. (laughs) Um, uh, About ourselves. Yeah. Uh, So we'll clap um, for anything. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I clapped. I. I clapped when I I clapped when I saw it. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, this was Decision at Thunder Rift by William H. Keith Jr. Thank you so much for coming with us. Uh, this was of Mex and Men. I'm Kanan Hill. I was joined as usual by Brent and Aaron. Please, if you have uh, any uh, messages you'd like to write us or uh, corrections, advice, or whatever, uh, the email is advice at heat.management. That's right. Advice at heat.management. We could really use it, um, especially Brent. And, uh, <laughs> you know, again, we just want to thank everyone. Thank the community. Of course. We love you. We love it. You know, thank Catalyst Aim Labs for being such good uh, shepherds for this, uh, for this universe we all love. And um, please buy their books. Yeah. Buy all the books. Buy all the stuff. Buy the little robots. Buy everything. We love it. That's it. 
And when we see you next time, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.